It's a real joy to be with you today. Uh, thank you very much for the invitation. It's a very special day in the church calendar. And boys and girls, I'm sure you were really nervous coming up to participate, sing, speak, read, recite, whatever you've been doing. And I'm nervous as well. It's not, it's not easy standing at the front and participating in any fashion. I've brought some things along with, along with me today to help us with our Bible lesson. But I'm just going to read a couple of verses starting in the book of Romans. And the chapter 10, Romans chapter 10, just going to read a, a few verses together, reading from verse 13. Romans 10, verse 13, where we read, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him? In whom they have not believed. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Amen. We'll end our reading at verse 15. Let's just by very briefly in prayer and ask the Lord to speak to our hearts. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for all that our ears have heard thus far, for the boys and girls and young people who have taken part. We pray that Thou will bless them each and every one. Speak to us each. We pray through Thy precious Word, the entrance of Thy words, give a flight. We ask that Thou wilt grant to us each one a word in season. Make much of Christ. It is our desire that in all things that He would have the preeminence. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, during the Sunday school year, each week, boys and girls, there's an emphasis placed upon you becoming a Christian. And that is something that is stressed. And can I say, it's something that's stressed in each and every time the Word of God is opened. The need for boys and girls, young people, to come to Christ, to have their sins forgiven. Not only to become a Christian, but boys and girls also to grow as a Christian, to grow in grace, to come to know the Lord more, and of course, to serve him. Now, there are lots of different ways, once you're saved, in telling people the message of the gospel. And there's different means or methods that we can use to take that message out to other people. Now, boys and girls, can you think of any ways? How could you tell somebody about the Lord? What could you do? What could you use to tell somebody the gospel message? Can anyone have a guess? Anyone like to tell me? Let me give you let me give you an example. You could, for instance, write a letter and you could tell someone in the letter their need to be saved. Can you think of any other ways? Well, what, what else could you do? <coughs> you could, yes, that's a that's brilliant. You could go on a one-to-one -one basis and you could tell the person you need to be saved, you need to accept Christ as Savior. You could speak to them one-to-one. -one. Can you think of anything else? Who likes computers? Do you? How could you use a computer? What could you send them? Yes, you could send an email. Of course, you could have the service recorded. You could give somebody a copy of the message on, on a CD or on a DVD. You could write a letter. There's, you know, there's lots of different ways in spreading the message of the gospel. And can I say, young people, it's really important to tell others the good news 
about the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the Lord saves us that we would live for his glory and that we would tell other people about his wonderful salvation. Now, here's another way that you could tell someone. You could ring them on the phone. If you have a phone, it should be on the off position. I, I'm always nervous when I go into church. I always make sure I switch my phone off. I turn it in silent as well as switch. I do not want the phone to go off. And if this phone was on, boys and girls, what we could do? I could, if this phone was on, I could ring a number and I could call anywhere, literally anywhere in the world today, and I could tell someone the message of the gospel. I could speak to them about their need to be saved. Now, it's amazing, isn't it, how technology is developing? And boys and girls, you know, very, I would say in the next few years, you'll not really need one of these here because you'll have it on a watch. They're developing phones that are actually incorporated. They're made into the watches. And that's going to, that technology is going to come more and more to the fore. And when we think about phones, it reminds me of a phone that I bought. Well, I got it some time ago. It's a phone that cost £4,000. Would you like to see it? Would you like to see it? Here we go. Hold on. Let's see if I can find it here. Here it is. This phone here cost £4,000 25 years ago. This was one of the very first cell phones or mobile phones that was ever out. Now, I didn't pay £4,000 for it. I just bought it a number of years ago. On eBay, it was much, much cheaper. But these, when they first came out, 4000 Can you imagine it? Now, I had a friend who actually worked for one of the first mobile companies. And he gave me a lend of one of these for about a month. And I had this in my pocket one day. It was in the pocket like this here. And I was in, it was in the office and it began to ring. And everybody was like, where's the phone? Where's the phone? And I pulled it out. And I put it up, hello. And people were standing. They'd never seen a mobile phone before. This is one of their very first ones. Now, I have another one with me. It is the thinnest phone, not only in Northern Ireland, but in the world. Would you like to see that one? Right, here we go. I've brought it with me. It's the thinnest phone. Here we go. You see how thin it is? It definitely is the thinnest phone. And here, there are lots of different parts to the phone. Of course, you have the earpiece. You have the numbers. You also have the place, the microphone where you speak into. And this one here is on, it says it's on the 3G network. Do any of the young people know what G stands for? 3G. What does 3G stand for? It's third gen. Third generation. That's right. It stands for third generation. Now, do you know in the Bible, there's a third generation family. Yes, you read about Timothy, who was a very young man who was going to the Christian ministry. And Timothy, his mother was saved and his grandmother was saved. She was called Lois. And you have there a third generation family, three families who all love and knew the Lord. Well, as I think about the phone, there's lots of lessons that we can draw from. And we're going to look at some of those lessons very briefly today, young people, and trust in me that the Lord will speak to our hearts through the lesson. Now, whenever we think of the phone, here's a wonderful thing about a phone. We can use a phone to contact other people. Now, as we think about speaking and talking, it of course reminds us of the great truth 
that we can call upon the name of the Lord, that we can speak to God. And of course, we talk to God in prayer and we can talk to the Lord any time, any time. That means if it's in the morning or the evening time, when you're happy, when you're sad, at any time in life, we have the great assurance that we can call upon the name of the Lord. In fact, in Psalm 145, we read, The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, that call upon him in truth. Now, here's the thing. You see, speaking to God, calling on God, and especially asking God to save you, you can only call upon God in life. In other words, once a person dies, they no longer have that opportunity to call upon God. Now, of course, you can call upon the Lord, not only at any time, but also anywhere. That means if you're up on top of a mountain, if you're down in the valley, if you're at home, even in church right now, you can call upon God. It's wonderful. Great truth that we can call upon God anywhere we are. You know, you don't have to speak God's name out loud. You can even pray like Hannah did from her heart and call upon the Lord. Now, sometimes, especially when you're going over the Moor Mountains and you're going over by Silent Valley, you hit what's called like a, a, a no reception area. And you'll not be able to talk to anybody because the signal, no matter what network you're on, it just drops and you have no connection. But isn't it wonderful when we think about the Lord, that we're able to call upon him at any place we are in life, no matter where we are, no matter if we're going through trials or difficulties or problems or whatever the time is, we're able to seek God and call upon him. Now here in Romans chapter 10, verse 13, we read, for whosoever shall call upon the Lord, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that reminds us, of course, that anyone is able to call on the name of the Lord. Now, you see the phone here? There are lots of different, lots of different parts to the phone. And as I would remind some people, there's not only the microphone where you speak into, but there's also this part up here which is the earpiece. Because we need to listen. And as we think about the need to listen, remember this, boys and girls. God made us with two ears and one mouth. That means there's a greater need to listen than there is to speak. And we need to listen to God. And of course, we listen to God through his precious word. And we need to make sure that we give attention to the things of God. And I have a friend. And whenever the phone rings... He likes to talk a lot. In fact, he likes to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk an awful lot. But, you know, we have to listen. There was a young boy in the Bible. He was called Samuel. And one night Samuel was sleeping and he heard his name, Samuel. And Samuel got up and he went to Eli and he said, Eli, did you call me? Eli said, no, I didn't. Go back to bed. He, Samuel went back to Samuel, he heard his voice. Again. Three times that happened. And the third time he went to Eli and he said, Eli. Did you call me again? And Eli realized it was God speaking to him. And this is what Eli said. He said, Samuel, the next time you hear your voice, respond and say, speak, Lord, thy servant here. And the next time, the fourth time, Samuel heard the words, Samuel, Samuel. And he rose up 
and he said, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. Of course, God used to speak through words, by speaking to people, by a voice. He used to speak by angels, by visions, by dreams. But boys and girls, God only speaks to us now through his word, the Bible. And we need to listen. Of course, the wonderful thing is that whenever we call on God, we have the assurance that he will answer. In other words, that God will listen to us. I was in a house one day, and the man there, as I was talking to him, his phone began to rang, his house phone. And he went over and he had a look and he came back over and he talked to him. And I said, you're not going to answer your phone. And he said, no, I don't want to talk to that person. You see, he had a, a collar display. The number came up. And he didn't want to talk to that person. I'm glad that the Lord's not like that. I'm glad that whenever we come to God in prayer, that the Lord doesn't say, well, you know, I'm too busy. Or, I don't want to talk to that person. We have the assurance that when we call upon God, he will answer. Now, listen, he mightn't answer us the way that we want. But of course, when we call upon him for salvation, to forgive us our sins, God will answer. We have that assurance. Now here you have the phone, and you're able to ring somebody to tell them the message of the gospel. And there are many, many lessons that we could draw from the phone. But can you think of the phone? Is there another way we could give someone the gospel message from the phone? Not just by speaking to them. What else could you do? Any boys and girls help me out? Text message. Tell you what. Do you like sweets? Do you? No? Come on ahead here. Come on. My wife says, make sure you get rid of that bag of sweets. You would know by the look at me, I don't like sweets. There you go. You take, take, a, you take something out of there. Thank you very much. Now, you can text somebody. You know, as we think of the Bible... As we think of God's word, I think of the greatest text message, we could, if we could use that term, the greatest text that tells us the message of the gospel. It's, of course, the gospel in a nutshell. John chapter 3, verse 16. <coughs> For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, just very quickly here, I want wonder, could some of the boys and girls maybe help me out? Let me see here. I need somebody to hold something up for me. Who would like to hold something up? Come on ahead. You come up to the front here. And as we think of this great text message, if you'd like to hold this one here up for me, first of all, we read here about a wonderful love. For God so loved the world. Isn't it wonderful that although we are sinners and we've broken God's laws and we've fallen short of his glory and we've broken his commandments, that we read about how God loves sinners. And that's wonderful news. <coughs> we sing a little chorus in our children's meetings. Love, love, L-O-V-E. Love, love, boundless and free. Jesus left heaven to die on the tree. It was love, love, love. And boys and girls, and can I say, mums and dads and visitors, the Bible tells us about the love of God. That God has demonstrated that he has shown that love in the giving of his son, the lovely Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, the color blue reminds us of heaven. 
The skies are blue. And the Lord Jesus Christ, God's Son, he left aside the splendor, the glory of heaven to come into this world to be the Savior. And so that reminds us about God's love. You take something from out of that bag there. Thank you very much. And could I get some somebody else to come up here and hold one? Sorry, children only. Children only. Um, come on ahead. You come up here. Tells us about God's wonderful love. It also tells us about God's wonderful gift. For we read there that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now I'm sure... Boys and girls, that you love to receive presents. We all love to receive presents and gifts, whether it's at our birthday or Christmas or whatever time of the year may be a special occasion. But as we think about the greatest gift ever given, it reminds us about the Lord Jesus Christ. That whenever God gave the Lord Jesus Christ to be the Savior of sinners, that he gave everything that he gave us all. And of course, the color, remi- the color red reminds us of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That that gift of salvation, the forgiveness of sins, that it was purchased with the precious blood of Jesus. That there was only one way that God was able to save men, and that was through his only son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the Bible tells us, boys and girls, that the Lord Jesus left aside the splendor, the glory of heaven. He came into this world. He lived a perfect life. He went to the cross at Calvary. And the Bible says that there he died the holy for us, the unholy. He died the just for us, for us, the unjust. He died that we might have our sins forgiven. We think of the greatest gift, the greatest gift that any person will ever receive is a gift. Of salvation. Have you received that gift? God has given to you the gift, as it were, of salvation, presented it to you. The question is, what have you done with the Lord Jesus Christ? You take something out of that bag as well for me. Thank you very much. We're moving along here very well. Thank you. And this time, can we have somebody else? What ahead. And we have here. A wonderful welcome. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him. How wonderful that is. Isn't it wonderful? Whosoever. That means you and that includes me. It is wonderful. We think of the welcome. Of course, the white card reminds us that when anyone comes to the Lord and calls upon him for salvation, that their sins are washed away. And that we're made right with God. No matter what sins we've done. No matter what our upbringing. Where we're from. We can come to the Lord. Anyone is able to come and have their sins forgiven. You know what reminds me? About one of the queens of England. Queen Victoria. And the story is told boys and girls. How the Queen Victoria. She decided to make a great big banquet. A great big feast. Really to thank all of her staff. And she got this great big marquee, great big tent tent erected. And she sent the invitation out. Tell all my staff to come. And as she was there that night in the banquet, in the feast, she looked around and there was somebody missing. And it was her very special gardener. And she said, where's my gardener? And so the person went out 
from the queen and he found the garden. There he was working away. And he said, have you not received your invitation? And he said, yes, but, but I can't come look at me. I'm not clothed right. I'm covered in all the soil here and I'm dirty. And so the message went back to the queen. And this is what Queen Victoria said. She said, go and tell my gardener just to come the way he is. Tell him to come in his dirty robes and his clothes. Tell him not to try and clean himself up just to come the way he is. But tell him that his queen doesn't ask him to come. His queen commands him to come. And so the gardener was able to come. And that reminds us that though we're sinners and we've broken God's law, the Bible tells us we're to come to God just the way we are. Not to try and clean up our lives because we can't make ourselves right before God. Boys and girls, we must come to the Lord. Thank you very much. You take a packet of sweets out of there for me too. Somebody else? Right here. Whosoever believed in him should not perish. You see, the Bible not only tells us of the wonders and the glory of heaven. What a wonderful place it is. But the Bible also warns us very clearly about hell. Boys and girls, the Bible tells us that if you're not saved and you're not trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ, that whenever you die, you'll close your eyes in death and you'll go out into eternity, not saved, not prepared, not ready. The Bible says you go to hell. That's why you need to be converted from your sins. You need to be saved. Now, whenever we're born into this world, boys and girls, we have a sin nature, a sinful heart. That's why we do wrong. That's why we sin, because we have a sin nature. And we're going down the road towards everlasting ruin. But the Lord Jesus Christ is able to save us from the penalty and the power of our sins. You can oh, take a pack of sweets there. Thank you very much. And just one last one in closing. If we'd like to come up for the last one, come on ahead. Come on ahead. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Of course, there's a wonderful promise that whenever we come as sinners just the way we are to the Lord, call upon him, trust Christ for salvation. The Lord receives us. He forgives us our sin. And we're able to grow as Christians. But here's the wonderful thing, boys and girls. We who were once going to hell because of our sins, through what Jesus has done and trusting in him, that we're now going to the wonderful place the Bible calls heaven. And of course, the color gold reminds us of the golden streets of heaven. And when we think of gold, you think of how many people there are. And they're looking for gold. And they're looking for riches and all those things. And there the gold is on the streets because it's under the foot. Isn't it wonderful to think that someday we'll be with the Lord, those of us who are saved? The question is, will you be in heaven? Will you join us and go with us? Thank you very much. You took a packet of sweets there as well. Okay, thank you very much. Boys and girls, the most important thing, of course, is can I say not only to the children, but to each and every one, is that we know and that we love the Lord.